Well, bless the Lord. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Amen? I say it's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. He woke us up this morning, and we're glad about it. Gave us food, clothing, and shelter, and we're glad about it. Opened our eyes this morning, and we're glad about it. And we're in the house of prayer. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about it. Look like I might be by myself this morning. All the glad folks stand to your feet. If you're glad about it, why don't you worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and loveliness? God is a great God and greatly to be praised. We glorify his name and bless his holy name. He's given us another opportunity to worship and to praise him. And for that, we give him glory. What a beautiful day it is. Good to see each of you, my father's children. And to those of you who are watching online, we welcome you to this this live uh, service that we're having here. We want you to worship the Lord wherever you are. Share this with your neighbor and your friend. And if you can... Listen, we got room. You can come on down to the sanctuary right now. Amen. Amen. There are plenty of seats available. Amen. And I'm just going and say it right now. If you don't have a good reason to be at home, go on and get dressed and meet us here this morning. Amen. If you don't have a good reason to be at home, we're going to be here for an hour at least. So go on and get dressed and come on and worship with us here this morning. Let us pray together. Father, eternal God, our, our Father, we bless you. We love you. We thank you for another day's journey. Indeed, we are glad about it. You've been so good for us, to us throughout this week, and we are glad about it. For your grace, for your love, for your mercy, for your strength, we thank you for this day. So awesome are you. So mighty. So merciful. God, we haven't done anything to deserve this grace and this mercy and this great gift of your love. But for it all, we say thank you. Lord God, we invite your presence and invoke your spirit in this place. Have your way, O oh God. Show up mightily. And, oh, God, when you come, we won't just go on with a program. God, show up today. Let your glory fill this sanctuary. God, and prepare us, prepare our hearts now to be just that, a sanctuary for you. Speak, Lord, because we need to hear a word from you. People are broken all over this world. We need a word from you. People are hurting right now in their homes. We need a word from you. Adults and children are like, carry, alike, carry burdens that we don't know about, but God, you know. And we need a word from you. So speak, Lord. For your servants are listening. Now, God, do what you will. As only you can. In the mighty, matchless, and majestic name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ. 
and for these things we say thank you and amen amen come on and bless the lord again with your hands come on and shout unto the lord with the voice of triumph hallelujah Oh, come on and shout unto the Lord. I know you got your mask on, but it's not a muzzle. You ought to open your mouth while you got your mask on and tell the Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. We're going to get our virtual voices together with these live musicians and celebrate the fact that God made us who we are. And he didn't make any junk. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, put your hands together and hear. You know, right now is Black History Month, and I'm proud to be a black man because God made me who I am. Come on, y'all, sing it with us. Oh, yes, he did. God made me. Let's say that again. God made me. with us. I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. Why? Because God Say that again. God made me. Here we go. Come on, everybody, lift your voice and say, "I'm a conqueror." I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. I won't be blocked. Say it again. I'm a conqueror. I'm victorious. I won't be stopped. I won't be stopped. I'm a believer. I'm an achiever. I won't be blocked.
say it again. And I'm so glad. Oh yes, one more time. God made me. Come on, put your hands together in here. blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time because it could have been the other way but God see fit to wake us this morning we want to give him praise today our scripture come from the second uh, book of Corinthians the first chapter verses 8 through 10 and the reads that following for we would not brethren have you ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength, and so much that we despaired from even of life. But we have sinners of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises up. Who deliver us so great of death, and do deliver in whom we trust, that we will yet deliver us. Let us pray. O gracious Heavenly Father, Dear God, we come this morning giving you the praise, the glory, and honor. Father God, for you worthy to be praised. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we come thanking you for your darling son, Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, who hung and bled and died on Calvary Cross for our sin, Father God. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, most of all, we thank that he rose that third day with all power in his hand. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we come giving you, oh, Heavenly Father, thanks, Father God, for watching over us all night last night as we slept in slumber. Dear God, you awoke us this morning and closed in our right mind, Father God, and we thank you for it, oh, Heavenly Father. Father God, I pray that you would just go with us throughout this day, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep your arms of protection around us, oh, Heavenly Father. Father God, I come this morning asking that you would bless the bereaved, oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, lift them up, oh, Heavenly Father, for their burden down. Father God, bless the sick, oh, Heavenly Father. And Father God, there's those that don't know you in a part of their sin, oh, Heavenly Father. I just ask right now that you would just touch them, oh, Heavenly Father. Change their life, oh, Heavenly Father. Have them to work for you, dear God. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor, oh, Heavenly Father. These are the blessings your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Mm. I like that key. <laughs> Can we have a little church? There's an old little song that the male chorus used to sing. Just a little talk with Jesus. Mm. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. I'm looking for the word. It made my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus. Come on, y'all saying that. Now let us have a little talk with Let us tell them all about You will hear And He will answer by Now if you power And do no little fire You will That's it Old times, sometimes, sometimes my path seems drift. 
friends, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. Oh, I go to him in prayer. He knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it. I wish the deacons would come on. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. talk to him, he'll make it right. I know he will. When you can't tell nobody about what you're going through, you can tell Jesus, and he'll make it all right. Oh, I know he will. I'm not by myself. Somebody else knows he will. He'll make it all right. It might not feel good, but he'll make it all right. All right. All right. He'll make it all right. Yeah, he'll make it all right. It's giving time, saints. Amen. I know that you've already, many of you have already had the opportunity to give. If you have not, once you leave these uh, doors out of the sanctuary, baskets will be available for you to give if you've not, not had opportunity to get, do so. For those of you who are watching online, we want to invite you to give now in this our tithe and offering period. Any number of ways you can do that, you can give by texting the number that's on your screen. You can give by uh, dropping your offering off at the office. You can give by also way of the K-Chapel uh, app. Amen. However you give and whatever you do, we invite you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully. For the Lord loves. The Lord loves. Amen. God bless you.
Good morning, K Chapel. I'd like to see a show of hands of everybody that gave thanks to the Lord this morning when they got up. I just want to know. You know, that's a good thing. And just share that wherever you go. Because there are people that are in need of our prayers again this week. I'm going to ask that you keep all of the people that have lost loved ones, all the families that have lost loved ones, keep them in your prayers. Because we don't know how they're dealing with this, the loss or what they're going through and at any time you have the opportunity just give them a call amen listen Mother Cora Montgomery lost her first cousin Sister Cleo Willis a graveside service for Sister Willis was held on Thursday February 17th at Garden Memorial Park Sister Robbie Singleton has been moved to rehab at Methodist Medical Center. And Sister Robbie Edwards and Sister Rochelle Bingham continues to ask for your prayers as they both recover at home. As I always say, and you should know that by now, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Thank you. Amen. Surrender my life to Christ. Ooh. 
He makes all things new. God makes all things new. The Bible reminds us that those who are in Christ are new creatures. Old things are passed away. Wish I had some Bible readers in here. And all things have become new. Amen. Somebody ought to thank God for the newness of life. Granted through Christ Jesus. He makes all things and all persons new. On last Sunday we had the baptisms of two individuals who gave their lives to Christ. And they have become new creatures in Jesus Christ. Amen. And this morning, before the message, we want to give them the right hand of fellowship. Amen. Jelene, I believe, is here. And Lindsay, is Lindsay here as well? Lindsay, where is it? There she is, back in the back. God bless you. Come on up. God bless you. Let me have a deacon representative from the deacon's board, representative from the mothers. Will you come and represent our mothers? Amen. Amen. New members are coming. God bless you. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate new life, y'all. Let's celebrate new life. Amen. They are moving forward. Amen. They are moving forward. time. Let's bless these young children. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. You all may return to your seats. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Where he leads me, I will follow. And I will follow him going forward. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8, verses 8 through 10, you will find these words recorded, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. We were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we have the sentence of death in ourselves. And we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord when life 
is too much. When life is too much. There are moments in life, there are circumstances, there are instances and there are situations that can cause you to feel like it's just too much. There are events, there are catastrophes that can create such crises and cause such emotional stress and physical tension and psychological turmoil that you feel like Sister Gwen is too much. There are tragedies, there are calamities, there are horrific happenings that can lead you to such pain and such despair that you feel like what you're dealing with is just too much. Too much pain, too much heartache, too much to handle, too much to carry, too much to bear, too much to come out of. And even though you have faith, the fact of the matter is sometimes in life you feel like giving up. I need to talk to some real folk this morning. We were reminded this week locally of the reality of such pressure and such problems and such pain that is carried not just by adults, but even on the shoulders of teenagers. That's one reason why you need to be a bit more patient and gracious and attentive because you don't know what people are carrying. You don't know the things that folks are dealing with day in and day out. And if ever there was a time for human compassion, the time is now. Our world is stressed out. People are stretched thin with little bandwidth and capacity to spare. And we need to give to each other the gifts of grace and space and an empathetic ear to hear the cries of the human soul. Because sometimes it can feel like life has just become too much. And if you've ever felt like giving up, if you've ever wanted to throw in the towel, not just on life, but maybe throw in the towel on your profession or on your marriage. If you've ever felt like throwing your hands up in defeat when it comes to raising your child or changing your relationships. If you ever de decided that enough is enough and you're ready to walk out of the door because you don't have anything left and you're running on vapors or running on fumes. The good news this morning is that you are not by yourself. Hear me and hear me well. Everybody has been there at some point in life. 
Everybody has felt the pressure and the problems and the pains of life. Everybody comes to a breaking moment at some point when the wind is knocked out of you and you can't seem to catch your breath or catch a break. In fact, in fact, when you look through the leaves of the Holy Scripture, you will see that you are in good company because some of God's strongest leaders at some point felt like giving up. Check the record, check the record, check the record. Bump me up a little bit, Mike. Check the record and you will find that Elijah became so exhausted with God's people that he went and sat under a juniper tree and said, it is enough. Take away my life. Jeremiah became so jaded by the rejection of the people that he tried to stop preaching. Moses became so melancholy in his leadership that he told the Lord, I am not able to bear these people alone. And if I have found favor in your sight, then kill me because this is too heavy for me. Even Job, the one we celebrate because of his great faith, got to the point in his suffering where he said, why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from my mother? mother's womb. I'm telling you, there are some things that can happen in life that can make you feel like giving up, throwing in the towel and checking out. But beloved, I need to tell somebody, don't ever make a permanent decision over temporary problems. Don't ever make a permanent decision because you're going through some temporary hurt and some temporary pain. I need some believers to understand and even some non-believers to understand that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Grandmama said it like this, trouble don't last always. Paul. In our watchwords today, feels the pressure of life when he says we were pressed out of measure above strength, in so much that we despaired even of life. You can get hit so hard sometimes that it seems like it takes the life out of you. He said we despaired even. Of life. What do you do when life has become too much? When you tire of dealing with the trouble that you're dealing with, when you grow weary of trying to make things work, when crying doesn't make it any better, when sadness won't go away, when darkness presses in on every side and seems like the sun can't even break through, what do you do when you've had enough and you're ready to throw in the towel and you're ready to give up and you're ready to throw up your hands in defeat and you're teetering on the edge? What do you do when life has become too much? I'm glad you few things in this text that teaches us for when we find ourselves on the edge on the verge and feel like life is too much number one first thing you got to do is understand that faith does not prevent trouble faith does not prevent trouble look at what Paul says we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble we would not have you ignorant of our 
trouble. This, this is a letter written to the church at Corinth. And Paul is addressing fellow believers about the reality of trouble, problems, misfortune, and loss in the believer's life. And in essence, what Paul is saying to his fellow believers is, know that being a believer does not exempt you from life's troubles. I know I sound like a broken record by now. You've heard me say this over and over and over again, but I still need to tell somebody in the back that faith does not keep you from going through. You're going to have some mountains. You're going to have some storms. You're going to have some devils. You're going to have some situations. And your faith does not keep those things from manifesting in your life. I wish I had some mature believers who would walk with me through this and admit that as faithful as you are, you had some sickness as faithful as you are, you had some sorrow as faithful as you are, you had to go to some cemeteries as faithful as you are, you had to go to some jails as faithful as you are, you've had problems, you've had pain, you've had hardship, you've had headache, you've had hurt, you've had depression, and none of that meant that you didn't have faith. You had faith. And still went through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Faith does not keep me from having the problem. What faith does is hold me when I go through the problem. Faith anchors me when I'm in the storm. Faith covers me when I get. I wish I had some folk who would say with me, thank God for my faith. Faith didn't stop it, but faith held me close. Hear me and hear me well. Believers get sick. Believers get attacked. Believers get robbed. Believers get mistreated. Believers get depressed. Believers worry sometimes. Believers are afraid sometimes. Believers get anxious sometimes and lose hope. But faith. Faith reminds you to keep looking into the hills. Believing that your help is coming from the Lord. Faith. Reminds you that even if you got to go through the fire, that the fire won't burn you. Even if you got to go through the flood, the flood won't drown you. Even if you got to face a giant, the giant won't kill you. Even. Said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, of our trouble. You're going to have some trouble. Sometimes. It's a part of life. And it is a part of the reality of the faithful. Number two, here's what you got to do in the text. It's in the text. Be aware that you are not hurting alone. Here's what the devil tries to do. The devil tries to isolate you and make you feel like you're by yourself and watch this and nobody knows yeah yeah but I, I wish I had a few folk who would recognize this morning that there's somebody who's been through 
what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's somebody. It's somebody. Look at the text. It says, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Paul says, I wasn't going through this by myself. It, it hurt me and, and, and in my unique way I, I, it, it felt different with me perhaps than it felt to my brother or my sister but all of us were going through all of us sometimes we can feel like we're in pain by ourselves and we can so single ourselves out that we assume that nobody else understands nobody else knows nobody feels what we're feeling but Paul does not take up all of the empathy bandwidth for himself but acknowledges that this was a collective trouble that they were going through what are you saying preacher I'm saying don't isolate yourself thinking that nobody else understands nobody else is hurting Nobody else is grieving. Nobody else is mourning. Nobody else is crying. Yes. Your pain is your pain. And your pain is unique to you. And no one can say how you feel. But don't fool yourself into believing that you're the only one going through. There are others who hurt. Others who feel, others whose pain is just as valid as yours. And while it might be true that nobody knows how you feel, they do have feelings of their own that provide avenues of intersection with yours. Because tears are tears. I don't care who's crying. Brokenness is brokenness. Emptiness is emptiness. Loneliness is loneliness. And the fact of the matter is there are people who may not know your unique pain, but they do know the path that you're on. As unique as you are, remember my brothers and sisters, you are not the first nor will you be the last to go through whatever it is you're going through we would not have you ignorant of our trouble that came to us in Asia number three be honest about life's disappointments Paul says we don't want you to be what ignorant be honest about your trouble. Let me say it real plain. Tell somebody about what you hurt, how you hurt. Tell somebody. Especially if you need help. We don't want you to be ignorant. In other words, he says, I don't want to suffer in silence. Watch this, because here's what some church folk do. They'll go through and won't tell nobody and then be mad when don't nobody call them. Oh, I know I'm right about it. They'll come back to church with their mouth poked out and you didn't call me and, and I, you didn't visit me and, and ain't nobody known you've been sick. 
Amen. Don't suffer in silence. One of the great blessings of being in the body of Christ is having people who will bear the load with you if they know. Paul says, I'm going to tell it. I will not have you ignorant of the trouble that came to us. Let somebody know. When you keep hurt to yourself, you miss the blessing of what it means to be a member of the body. And in moments when you feel like life is too much, you may need the prayers of the preacher. You may need the prayers of the body. But let me say this. You may need a preacher and a therapist. Yeah, yeah. You may need a preacher and say it like you mean it. A preacher and a said no need of you acting like you can do that work by yourself. Let me come down your row so you can feel it. If you had heart trouble, you come down here and you say, preacher, I need your prayers. But then Monday morning, you go see a cardiologist. Yeah, you would. If, 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 if you had trouble with your lungs, you'd ask us for prayer. But then you go see a pulmonologist. If you, if you had trouble with your vision, you'd ask for prayer. Then you go see an ophthalmologist. If you had problems with your nervous system, you'd ask for prayer. And you go see a neurologist. If you had problems with your kidneys, you go see a nef- nephrologist. Problems with your blood sugar, you go see an endocrinologist. Problems with your prostate, you go see a urologist. If you had symptoms with your legs, you go see a physical therapist. If your back was stiff, you go see a massage therapist. And if you have problems emotionally, why do you think all you need is just prayer go talk to somebody who can help you just like a heart doctor will help you Just like a nervous system doctor will help you. Just like a kidney doctor will help you. Sit down on somebody's couch. Who've been trained to help you put the pieces together of your brokenness. Prayer and therapy. Is a good combination. For emotional victory. You ought to tweet that. Prayer and therapy. Is a good combination for emotional victory. Say it again. Prayer and therapy. Is a good combination for emotional victory. Paul talks about it. He doesn't keep it all bottled up. Watch it. Watch his therapy. He writes about it. 
And he doesn't cover it up. If you go on to chapter 11, he makes it plain. And he says some of the stuff that he went through. Verse 24 of the Jews five times received our 40 stripes save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. Night and day I have been in the deep. Look at him. He's writing it out. And this is not just the record of his suffering. But this beloved is a journaling for his therapy. This is what I've gone through. And every now and then you ought to write out. And remember what you've been through. And not only what you've been through, but what the Lord. Not, not just what you suffered in, but, but what the Lord gave you victory in. Not, not, not just what, what depressed you, but how the Lord delivered you. I wish I had a witness in this house. Too often we try to tough things out by ourselves and just grin and bear life's burdens and suck it up and and never let them see you sweat. But Paul breaks the mold on suffering in silence and shares with fellow believers just how deeply he has been hurt by life. And every now and then you need to get a trusted friend that you can just talk to and admit, I've been hurt by life. Life hurt me here. This wounded me. This broke me. This almost took me under. And listen, and if you're so blessed to have someone to share that kind of testimony with you, then treat it right. If somebody trusted you enough, to pour out of their hearts right. where they've been broken. Yes, yeah, yeah. Then treasure it. Yes. Amen. Don't spread it. Amen. Somebody trusts you enough to share with you the fragments of their brokenness. Then act like you're a friend. And keep it in confidence. Wish I had a witness in here. Nobody ought not have to wonder and worry. If what they share with you is going to end up on Facebook. If what they share with you is going to end up on the gossip line. And suddenly everybody knows their business. Wish I had a witness in here. I'm a. Let me go on and end this thing because y'all looking at me through them masks. I can't see your facial expressions. I'm just trying to imagine what you look like. (laughs) Two things I got. I'm through. Number four. Man's extremities are God's opportunities. What are you saying? I'm saying this is real simple. Listen. When we are at our most extreme points of life. That's the open opportunity for God to show up. It's in the text. 
says that when we were that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God which raiseth the dead Paul says listen it was when I was at my breaking point that I learned watch this not to trust in myself but in the God who raises the dead. He said, he said it, it's when I was at my lowest that I learned that I don't have what I need in order to pick myself up. But I'm glad I've got a God who can pick me up. I'm glad I have a God who can lift me and hold me and put me back where I need to be and how I need to be. Paul says it got to the point that the pressure was so strong that it pushed us from relying on ourselves to trusting in the Lord. Paul says it like this in chapter 12. He said, most gladly, therefore, I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What Paul says is, listen, I learned that it's okay to be weak. I've learned that it's okay to admit that I can't do everything. I've learned that it's okay to acknowledge that I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm worn because it's in my weakness that his strength is made perfect. It's when I say I don't have enough that God comes in and says I got what you need. It's when I can acknowledge that my cup is too low, that he overflows my cup. It's when I can say, Lord, if you don't walk with me, I can't make it by myself. When I'm not too proud, when I'm not too big, when I'm not too high and mighty, but I can acknowledge and admit that if God don't show up, that's when we turn from trusting ourselves, but rather in the God who raises the dead. That means preachers, it's okay for us to show that every now and then we get weak. You don't have to be a super Christian and act like nothing don't ever. Oh, shucks. Nothing ever gets to you or nothing ever breaks you. You hear folks say, fake it till you make it. No, this says to me I don't have to fake it. This says to me I can cry when I need to cry. This says to me I can bow down on my knees when I'm weary. This says to me that I can lift up my hands and say, Lord, Lord, why hast thou forsaken me? Because it's in those moments of weakness when God's strength is made perfect. Do I have a witness here? I'm through y'all, but let me leave you with this last point. Remember that if he did it before, uh, you missed your shout. Remember, if he did it before, he can do it again. That's not just a song, beloved. But that's right there in the text. Verse 10 says, Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver 
in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Paul says when I felt like life was too much and I looked back and saw where God had already delivered me. I can go back to my journal and see, yeah, where I was beaten with 40 stripes. But God delivered me. I can go back and read where I was shipwrecked. But God huh, delivered me. I can go back and see where I was bitten by a snake. But God, yeah, delivered me. Do I have a witness here? That's one reason it's a good thing for you to write down, yeah, the things that you've been through. Because it serves as a written record of where God has moved in your life. Is there anybody here who can testify today that you can look back over your life and see where the Lord has brought you from? Good God Almighty, you can look back over the footsteps and see where the Lord has lifted you up. Is there anybody in here who's too not, who's not too ashamed to admit that in this life you've gone through some valleys and in this life You've been through some storms In this life You had some sickness In this life You had some dark days In this life It felt like you didn't want to get up again Good God Almighty But through it all Good God Almighty I've learned To depend on Jesus I've learned To depend on God I believe that's what Paul meant when he said, I've learned to be content in whatsoever state I am. That means when I'm up, I'm content. When I'm down, I'm content. When I got money, I'm content. When I can't rub two nickels together, I'm content. When there's food in the cupboard, I'm content. When the deep freezer is bare, I'm content when I can call my friend. I'm content when nobody can be found. I'm content. Why are you so content, preacher? Because I've learned that whatsoever state I'm in, that God is. I say, God is. God is a very present help in time of trouble. I'm through, y'all. I didn't mean to go this far, but I feel pretty good now because I've learned that through it all, I'm not going by myself. Through it all, I've got Jesus holding me. I've got Jesus keeping me. I've got the Lord holding me. Say it. Say it. So hold on. Don't you give up, beloved. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you throw up your hands in defeat. 
But if you got to throw up your hands, you ought to throw them up in victory. If you got to throw up your hands, you ought to throw them up saying, I know that the Lord will. I know that God is. I know. That he's going to bring me through. Because he's holding my hand. He's guiding me. He's keeping me. And when life is too much, you ought to look to he who gives life. He who restores life. He who replenishes life. For they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You know how that blessed me right there? Because what that says is that if strength has to be renewed it acknowledges that strength has been depleted if strength has to be renewed it implies that strength has run out but they they they, 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 they that wait on the law shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings. As eagles they will walk not get weary they shall run and not faint wait I say wait I say wait I say upon the Lord I feel like going on the trials they come on every hand. Oh, I feel like going. Thank you, Pastor. I needed that. I feel anybody else like going. 
you to do is to stop waking up but I declared this morning the devil is alive you have the strength to get up and go on I speak peace over you today Every student in JPS, I speak victory over you today. 
Every teenager who's going through stuff that they won't even talk about. Burdens that you bear that your parents don't even know about. I declare and decree the devil is a lie and the load is being lifted right now. Hallelujah. You will make it. You are victorious. You are a conqueror. You won't be stopped. You won't be blocked. You will go on and receive every promise that God has declared concerning you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Oh, bless your name, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I feel like. I feel like. Yes, sir. I said, I feel like. Yes, sir. The devil tried to block you, but I feel like. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, oh, the trials come. with God through Jesus Christ you can leave here without that being done but that would be a terrible way for you to leave not at this moment when the way has been made for you to go on in Jesus Christ so if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you're watching, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't leave here and don't turn off that television, whatever device you're watching on, without praying this prayer. Pray it with me now. Father, in the name of Jesus, here I am. Save me. Save me. Keep me from wanting to give up. Save me. In Jesus' name. Make me new. Wash me of my sin. Cleanse me of my wrong. Fix what's been broken in my life. 
starting with my soul. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died on a cross. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, by faith, I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you're in this sanctuary, meet us down here at the conclusion of service. If you prayed that prayer and you're watching online, call the number that's on your screen right now. There's somebody waiting to talk with you, speak with you, pray with you further, and give you future steps that you might live out your new life in Jesus Christ. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Does anybody feel like going on? Anybody feel like going on? If you feel like it, come on, let's sing it one more time as we leave. I feel... Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace and go on.